Welcome to Voices on Art, the Van Horn Gallery podcast hosted by Daniela Steinfeld. Episode 8. A conversation with Jessica and Evrim Oralkan, the founders of Collectors, the world's first digital museum of private collections. Hello, Jessica and Evrim. Very nice to have you. Hi, Daniela. Thanks for having us. Hi, Daniela. You're the founders of Collectors, the world's first digital museum of private collections. And um, when browsing your website, I was overwhelmed by a cornucopia almost of extensive content, artistic as well as of a political nature, and also stating that Collectors is a public benefit corporation and saying that this is even the utmost priority of the company. But then you started Collectors because you are collectors yourself and obviously felt the need to create a greater audience for your own and then ultimately also other collections. My first question is a two-part question. The first is I would like to ask you personally where your roots are and how the art entered your lives and how you became collectors then. And what is the background that enabled you to do this? And the second thing is that I would like to know more about the public benefit collectors provides. What exactly are you envisioning with that? Yeah, so um, Evram and I have been collecting for over 10 years now. Um, and we, you know, as it started, as we went on with our collection and as we started getting more and more into what we were doing, um, we started amassing a much larger collection than we kind of knew what to do with. And, I, and, and we are not big collectors. We, um, it's something that just kind of developed as a passion over time. Um, I'd say it's probably been about 12, 12 years now um, that, we, that we've been collecting. And um, just buying little works from artists that we love. Um, and eventually it got to be too much um, to store on our walls. And we naturally had to start putting things in storage. Mm -hmm. um, and as we were going through, you know, trying to keep track of the things that we had, we started to realize that we couldn't remember what certain works were. Um, we had no visual idea of what they were. And um, we saw this as a problem. Um, we wanted a visual way to keep track of what we had. We thought that probably other collectors would be like us, uh, would be having the same difficulties and challenges as we are, because we only have a certain amount of wall space on our walls. And after a while, um, you know, things get put away, you kind of forget about them. So um, we wanted a place where we were first looking for ourselves, a place where collectors are coming together online in the digital space to talk about these works, to show the works that they have. And we realized that um, it didn't exist. And so we set out to create it. Um, and the second part of your question, I think um, the Public Benefit Corporation, maybe everyone will talk a little bit more about that. I think first and foremost, Daniela, where um, where what we call ourselves is the collective museum of uh, private collections. Uh, it's a collective. We are only as good as our members, uh, and those are collectors. Obviously, um, you know, one of the reasons that we decided to be become a public benefit corporation is uh, maybe it's also very important to uh, tell uh, your audience uh, what a public benefit corporation is. It is a for-profit uh, for entity. Mm -hmm. However, um, its priority is the public rather than the shareholders. 
uh, I think that will give a little bit of a clue into our current landscape. Uh, when you uh, look into the environment, our current environment, there are several um, public benefit corporations. It's not as wide uh, common as it should be, but there is Kickstarter, um, who, which became a, a public benefit corporation after they received investments. There is Etsy, there is Patagonia, uh, there are several other uh, companies doing this. But um, the our thinking, the logic behind everything was that we needed to become a um, public benefit corporation before we attracted investment. Um, and any investor uh, that uh, decides to enter uh, into uh, collectors would be okay with us being a public benefit corporation and therefore uh, having the public as our priority, not themselves. So uh, that is very important. We felt like the art world needed a different approach. It is one of those only industries, uh, I believe, that requires a different approach. Uh, art is not a profit-making uh, scheme in a way. It, it prioritizes different things. It, it's In our view, it needs to emancipate uh, the people. So we felt like the art world really needed a different approach. So that's why we took that approach uh, of becoming a public benefit corporation. Mm-hmm. You know, the other approach was obviously the nonprofit. Um, so there is the for-profit, uh, corporation, as you know, there is the public benefit corporation, which is very, very new, and then there is the nonprofit. But the problem we found with the nonprofit model is that uh, once the board is overtaken, uh, you lose control of the organization. Um, you know, as we see with the, most of the art institutions, uh, they start with incredible aims and missions and charters. Uh, but when you look at it now, where they are. Uh, you don't see that. It's, uh, it's, it's not a very easy to operate entity and it's very easy to um, corrupt from within. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had the feeling when following you also on Instagram and also the way our email exchange went that collectors or you personally have a, a more personal in-depth approach than other online platforms that kind of do the same thing, provide art to a public, sometimes for sale, sometimes not. Uh, in what way do you yourself uh, perceive your difference? I think what makes us different is that, first of all, our mission, uh, which is to bring the millions of artworks stored in free ports and uh, storage spaces uh, into the view of the public. So the, po- the platform is open for the public and for their enjoyment. So we are a museum, a digital museum. Um, first of its kind museum, I, I don't think it exists uh, anything uh, like uh, what we had done with collectors. We might be, we might possibly be one of the first uh, digital museums. We might be the first, uh, have not done a lot of research on that, but we prefer not to say we are the first digital mm-hmm. museum out there. Uh, we might be you know, if history is going to write this, maybe we might be one of the first uh, out there that is really doing what a museum should be doing on the digital frontier. Uh, But time will show that obviously, but we are different in that sense. We have, um, we have the, we have the focus to bring these works into the view of the public. And I think 
putting them into context uh, is the most important thing for us. So therefore, we are very different in that sense. We're not trying to just bring in commercial works into uh, the view, but rather it is what makes, what is more, what is more of a zeitgeist for the times and how can we create a better planet for everyone? Mm. I think also, I think also one of the main differences between collectors and any other digital platform that's out there, you know, they kind of couple any, anything digital having to do with the arts is kind of like thrown under the same category, even though I, I think we're completely different from, you know, the artsies or anybody else out there. Um, you know, where the main purpose of these other websites is just to sell art, sell, sell, sell. Everybody wants to know how they can bring the art market onto the, onto the web. So what we do is totally different. We are giving the public access to unseen works. We're not selling these works. Um, it's more from the cultural aspect of everything rather than the sale. Okay, so the, the possibility as a gallery, because you just recently also started to add galleries on invitation to your platform. Um, so the, the possibility to give a prize is just an option. It has nothing to do with a, a direct sales possibility. No, we're, we're trying not to get into that territory. Um, I think it will take away a lot from the experience. And our goal mm -hmm. is to create um, a community of galleries. Uh, let me rephrase this a community uh, of the world's most interesting galleries. Um, we're not necessarily interested in um, big, large, small. Mm -hmm. uh, we are interested in the world's most interesting galleries. And that's what we're curating uh, at the moment. Uh, it's, uh, it's very new, as you said, uh, but we're very happy with the feedback we're getting so far. And we still have a long way to go, uh, but it is uh, also important uh, how we uh, maneuver this uh, with, the, uh, with our private collectors. We want to make sure, and we are making sure uh, that we don't uh, create conflicts. Mm -hmm. Because I found it really, I mean, the, the small things matter and also the way of communicating with each other matters also. And this was a very different way how you are communicating than what I experienced in that field before, which is actually quite appealing. Um, and I wanted to ask you, what actually is the background that enables you to do this, to first, yeah, first approach other collectors that they trust you and that they say, yeah, we will uh, show our works on your platform and then also develop the whole uh, collector's company? I think what makes us, again, different there is that you know, our Instagram feed has been very, very popular and it's not a new thing. We've been doing it, I think, about four or five years. I'm not exactly sure, but um, the collectors have an understanding of who we are um, from what we have been. I mean, just like you, we haven't met you in person before. However, you do know who we are. Um, I'm sure as we speak, you do have a different understanding uh, of what collectors is as well based on that. And that's, that's the type of trust that we have built with uh, most of the people involved in the art world. So, um, Yeah, I think what's also really important too is, um, you know, people understand that there's a problem. They, they see the free ports that are existing in the world. They understand that, um, you know, people, even if you have a collection in your home, the only people that are going to see that collection are people that actually, you know, that walk into your home. Um, and so I think a lot of the collectors um, that, hear about collectors or um, are interested in the platform, they see, they understand that there's a problem, that this work needs to be seen. 
Um, that's the reason why it was created by the artist. Um, and also, I think there are several other things that we do as a platform that kind of put people's minds at ease, such as the client-side encryption that we use. Um, so I know that a lot of websites, their business, especially anything existing today, honestly, that I can think of is the, the business behind it is data. They're collecting data, right? Mm -hmm. So um, exactly. how we kind of structured our, our collection management side of the platform is um, with something called client-side encryption. So with the, with the artwork's most private details, such as um, where it's stored, how much it was purchased for, these are completely invisible to us as the platform's owners. We do not see it. It's encrypted from the time the person, the um, collector inputs this into the website. It's encrypted before it leaves their browser and is transferred to the server. So this at no point is ever visible to us. So I think the fact that we are not collecting this information kind of you know, puts people at ease. We don't wanna have an access to that information. That's not what we're about at all. We're not interested in that. We're interested in the cultural value of what you're presenting. Right, I think this was really important that Jessica mentioned this. Um, you know, and I also want to make the distinction between uh, the encryption that we're using uh, as opposed to what uh, WhatsApp or uh, Zoom now uses, uh, which is end-to-end -end encryption, meaning mm -hmm. um, what you're saying to us right now is in between you and me. However, it could be intercepted. Uh, and you know, we do believe that these conversations are intercepted. Uh, at certain times uh, by different uh, actors. Um, that being said, what we're using is client-side encryption. Uh, there are several different names for this. Uh, some people call it um, uh, zero-knowledge encryption. It's also could be called military-grade encryption. So the data is not even visible to us, even if we attempted to see it, because it never leaves your browser. Uh, it communicates in a different way. So obviously this uh, allows the collectors uh, to trust us more, you know, we felt like this was a must uh, as collectors ourselves. We didn't really want to share that information, you know, whichever collection management software we looked at back then uh, before we started collectors, it was, uh, it was requiring all of these information. And when you enter, it is, uh, it goes into a database and then God knows where it goes. It of course goes to Jeff Bezos's uh, palace. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that we don't get into that part of it. Uh, we wanted to block ourselves uh, from this type of information. So that means this very, uh, like, integrity and transparency that is sort of like one of a, a very basic policy that you are striving for, that uh, you start the whole company with. Absolutely. I mean, you could say these words, um, you know, in your marketing language, but uh, mm -hmm. how, who guarantees that? We wanted to guarantee it. And we don't use these words, marketing words, uh, a lot in, in our copy. It's, it's important to us that people get to understand us, that we develop uh, great relationships with. And we don't, we're in no rush. We want to go very, very slow, as slow as we can, you know, and we want to be here decades from now. And absolutely, these uh, integrity is very important to us uh, as entrepreneurs, but also as humans as well. So this is because that was also one question I was thinking about, that it obviously there is not a difference between your personal approach towards art and the way you handle collectors as a company. This goes hand in hand. Absolutely. I mean, you know, first and foremost, we're human beings and there's only one way to live for us and that is with integrity.
Do you also encourage uh, this kind of collaboration, the spirit of cooperation within uh, the community of your members? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, there's a com the community that we're building is growing day by day. I think now we have over 2,000 private collections on the site. And we see a lot of interaction between the collectors. You know, at first, people were kind of trying to figure out what we're doing. You know, we, it, was, it was much harder at the beginning. Who are these people? Why do they want my information? What are they going to do with it? Because there's always that hesitation whenever you enter a new website. You know, are you giving too much information? Who is going to have access to this information? But um, I think as people have gotten to know us over the years, I think this is our fourth year um, with collectors. Um, they see the integrity behind what we're doing. They see that we're a public benefit corporation. And I think that's built a really strong community of collectors that we have on the platform. And, and may I ask you again, what, what the background is you're coming from? So that you, you obviously, when you do it since four years, you must have done something before of that. Did you come to art through your personal studies? Or so like, I, I would be really interested in your personal path. I think it's different for both both of us. Um, you know, I'm 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 an immigrant first and foremost. I think uh, I came to uh, United States a little over 20 years ago. Um, you know, I I worked in the hospitality field, um, but there's no arts-related uh, experience behind it. But uh, I think my parents were able to instill a good understanding of justice and um, a lot of other values. I think. And, you know, when I started getting interested in art, um, you know, I was impressed uh, when I was visiting private collections um, that you could say so much with so little by mm -hmm. uh, just selecting artworks. And I couldn't believe the, the freedom that you have in expressing yourself and uh, uh, through the artist. So that was one of the catalysts for me. I remember one, seeing one of Kara Walker's uh, some of Kara Walker's works, and that was just impressive. Um, the silhouettes of, uh, of the times uh, where slavery existed, um, it was just totally unbelievable to me. And that is probably the catalyst for me. And I started getting interested in collecting, and I started collecting, but I started learning. I mm. started researching. I started getting deeper and deeper and deeper, staying up until 4 or 5 a.m., just learning. And uh, obviously that started showing itself, the passion, somehow channeled into different fields. Uh, but learning and curiosity, I think for me, uh, are my background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I came from more of a uh, marketing and um, international marketing and communications background. I think professionally, Evram and I have worked together for a, a long time. Uh, we have another, corp another company that um, imports architectural stone and we distribute it nationwide to architects and um, designers. So that's what we do. I think that's more of your question is um, professionally, what were we doing before this? Um, so yeah, we've you been know, doing It's that. sort of like both, you know, it's sort of like to me, it's really interesting that to people want to sort of like start something which has all these artistic and political impact. And so uh, I was just curious to understand what, what made you go there, you know, um, because there are a lot of collectors who don't go there. So there must have been sort of like one spark, one first moment where you said, oh yeah, we, we, we want to do something different. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as the founders, we are the ones running the company. We are not venture backed. 
um, we don't have anybody else telling us what to do or what to say. So I think that's maybe why you have more of a personal touch, more of a, a personal spirit coming through collectors rather than any other, um, you know, arts corporation that you see. So um, yeah, I think that's I think that's how we're different. It's it's us. You're hearing our voice to to be presented is all through us. Yeah, and that spirit was always alive in us to do the right thing to make the planet a better place, uh, one day at a time. Uh, I think that uh, is still with us. Um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to keep that with us going yeah, forward. Yeah, I think it gets stronger every day. Is that the ultimate goal, to make the planet a better place? Yeah, I think in all of our actions every day, mm -hmm. what we do, not just with collectors, but, you know, raising kids, being in the city, you're constantly confronted with these um, circumstances, you know, you could do one thing or the other. And I think I think that's that's how we aim to live our lives is what can I do? Is my action going to, you know, be for the best of everything around me? Mm. I mean, that's also what you, so you, you also used your Instagram very much in the past couple uh, of weeks uh, to address all the circumstances, all the horrible things, all the racism, everything that happened. I mean, not just now, but very obviously now in the United States. So how, how did you perceive this time, especially in New York City? How was that? I mean, I think it's important to go back. We just... We did not start uh, doing this just now. And mm -hmm. uh, after the murder of George Floyd, um, if you look back at our history on our digital museum or on our Instagram feed, you will see this going back uh, all the way to five years. So it's always been uh, with that approach. But if we are to come back to today, uh, it's different to be in New York. I mean, we were in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, mm -hmm. So the city was already affected. Um, you know, every cultural institution, gallery is closed. Most of our community is closed. Our favorite matcha shop, our favorite uh, store, everything is closed. And, you know, in the middle of that, I think life slowed down. People had a little bit more time to start thinking. And when you see something like that, I think George Floyd's murder was the first time we all had the front seat to the systemic racism and police police brutality this close. I, it's hard to put it into words. Yes, it, it definitely created a spark in us as well. And we wanted to use our privilege to do something about mm -hmm. it. And that's where we are. And I don't think we are going to stop. Yeah, I think you have a certain um, responsibility you know, you have an, we have an audience of, I think, 335, 340,000 people on Instagram. And you feel a certain responsibility to use your platform for the best. And um, I think we were really able to harness that power during this, during this time, which is still going on, actually. You know, so we have so many people suffering, not yeah. just from the pandemic, but from the racism uh, in our society. And... Um, yeah, we're using our platform as best as we can to tell people, you know, we're fed up with it. You must be too. Like, how, what can we do together, bring the community together and put an end to this? And this is not only African-American people. They do uh, obviously experience the, the worst of the racism, um, but also people of color, uh, native people, people of color like myself. In a way, I do feel um, my name obviously 
it takes people to a certain place as well. So mm. we all do, including me, I do experience certain things uh, professionally even. Um, so it is time uh, that we all are heard and I think there will be more and more things coming out. Yes, we want to help that help facilitate uh, these voices going forward as well. Yeah, I just uh, read a text on your website um, and there are the terms of autonomous and committed art and uh, which uh, which I found really interesting because it's sort of like asks also for art to take a political stance and it reminded me um, of an artist I worked with who grew up in a dictatorian Cuba and uh, he told me that the most freedom and the biggest political statement he could make is by just painting abstract art you know, does art have to serve a purpose? Does art have to be political? Do artists have to take a stance, not as, as people, as people, yes, but in their art? What, what do you think? I don't think uh, every artist needs to do political work. Uh, but that being said, I think, you know, it's important to uh, note that it doesn't have to be in the art you can still use your platform, you mm -hmm. can still use your privilege, you can still use your uh, sphere to, to certainly help. Uh, I think that's the best way to put it. You know, none of us have the luxury to just sit down and watch this pass us by. Absolutely, and you have a very important vote coming up, an election coming up. Yes. Um, which Even will, the most important. <laughs> yes, which it, it will affect the whole world. I mean, it is like that. So, um, but still coming sort of like back to the platform, what would be your wish to, um, to achieve in the further future? What would you wish that, for example, the people that work with you, the galleries, the collectors, how they would use your platform, how they would develop, what would be sort of like a vision where you say, that's great, we would like to achieve that. I think for us, what's important is we wanted to take things step by step. And, you know, the centerpiece was the collectors. Um, we're starting with the gallery accounts because our collectors are interested in certain galleries. They are interested in creating relationships. That being said, we have plans for other uh, accounts uh, such as collector accounts, collection managers, and it will go on and on from there to institutions as well. Uh, we do want to establish a social economy. We do want collectors to work with curators directly in between themselves on the platform, giving them access to their collections. We do want to bring in collection managers to help the collectors and the, the infrastructure for this has been created. So it's a matter of time that we uh, start announcing uh, this. Uh, we're working towards it. I believe uh, in, in, within this year, we will be making the announcement that uh, we're going deeper into the social economy. Uh, I think it is important to try to take what happens in real life to the digital uh, landscape at this point. And we believe that Collectors is going to be that platform continue to be that platform. Uh, we're not just going to present the artworks, but we will help uh, collectors. We will be creating exhibitions uh, forward, going forward, uh, just like we did with 1 to 31 with Adam Carr. Uh, there will be more exhibitions and uh, you know, we will be highlighting private collections, works that uh, haven't been seen 
And yeah, it's very exciting. Um, you know, there's a lot more to come. That I, that's uh, what I can tell you. That's great. So, so you obviously are also in, because what I found out is that it's very much like for a digital experience to function, there has to be also a certain technological know-how. So, um, so you're working with, with special people from that field? So uh, in the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned uh, something about uh, your start to podcasting. Um, yeah. You didn't know how to, uh, but you wanted to get started and uh, you're uh, really curious about where it will lead you. I remember our motive when we started. We did have some uh, sort of technological understanding, but it was Martin Luther King's words uh, that uh, made me start uh, get started on this uh, and the phrase goes you don't have to see the whole staircase take the first step in faith that's oh, that's really lovely yeah absolutely i see it the same way as a gallery i mean i have to ask you that so how do you see the future of the gallery's brick and mortar spaces how do you see all of that developing that's a great question. Um, I think I, here, I don't even know if the galleries are, are open again um, with the pandemic. I was just driving through Chelsea yesterday uh, and it didn't seem like anybody was open. So I think, um, you know, at the beginning, people didn't fully understand the importance of digital and what we were doing. And I think this kind of opened everybody's eyes to, you know, to the possibilities of digital or the necessity of having a digital pres presence. Um, I don't think digital will ever, you know, 3D views or AR, this will never replace the experience of seeing art in person. And it should, in my opinion, never replace. It's a horrible experience to view a work, uh, to, to view a gallery or a exhibition through a screen, you know, going, jumping dot to dot and trying to zoom in on things. It's just horrible. Absolutely. Um, but I think that um, there are certain ways that galleries should be using the digital and that's to tell stories. It could be, you know, hmm. some of the upcoming partnerships that we have our curators talking to artists. So I think there's definitely ways that galleries need to expand their possibilities in the digital realm. And um, we are hoping to be able to offer them those opportunities through yeah, collectors. Right. I, I second Jessica here. Um, the VR and 360 views are, are definitely something we have done as well uh, mm -hmm. for uh, uh, partnerships in the past and uh, still have the capability to do as well. But I, just like Jessica, I get dizzy when I'm doing that kind of experience myself. I am not enjoying uh, one bit of it. So I think the answer here is uh, for galleries that Galleries might be two different businesses at this point. Uh, there is the brick and mortar of exhibition and there is the representation. I think in the future, these two might have to split or find a different path uh, of finding each other through a different way. Uh, so that's, that's really where I am. But I think as a platform, uh, what we're offering is tell stories digitally without these technologies that are distracting. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we're trying to get to the core of the artist's message and trying to convey that in an easy to understand uh, format uh, for our audience. 
So you, you understand yourself completely as partner for your members as well as your audience. Absolutely. I mean, you know, what else? Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're inviting galleries uh, that we really, really like. And we are uh, also uh, working on uh, creating a selection committee uh, of, uh, of uh, galleries to be uh, able to, to have a say. Uh, we do want it to be democratic. We don't only want it to be our voice. Obviously, they need to have a stake in the community that we are creating together. But yes, we are partners in everything we do. Um, you know, if you look back at the uh, collaborations, the initiatives that we've done, uh, you will see in everything that uh, our main function is to facilitate, to become a partner. We are actually a very neutral platform uh, when it comes to working with others. When we collaborate, we facilitate, we allow others to speak. You know, that's, that's really what we are, um, uh, made off, I think. Yeah, I think even in terms of private collections, I know we're talking a lot about galleries lately um, because we just launched the gallery accounts to a select few galleries. But um, even in terms of collections, you know, you have large private collections that have physical spaces and a lot of them, many of their websites are just um, a list, you know, a database of the artworks that they have. They only are limited to the people that physically walk in their doors. Um, and there are certain geographical locations. So I think, again, even for collections, our platform is there for the visibility. You know, if we're bringing in um, viewers from all over the world, you're going to have a lot more eyes on what you're doing, both in terms of, you know, private collections and for the galleries as well that are on the platform. I mean, you said already a lot that you're planning, you're opening up uh, for other collaborations. Um, because as I understood, it's sort of like there is the platform as a company, there is the platform as a public benefit, uh, there is the platform as a collaboration, but this is also your personal baby. So obviously this platform is more than just a company, it's sort of like your life. It is a passion project. We do want collectors to be here decades from now. Um, I have to repeat that. Uh, we're not interested in quick successes. Uh, we're not interested in tur turning corners. We want to build an incredible platform for the art world to be proud of in the future. I think that's, that's my message, if I have to give a message. Yeah, I think we're trying to give a different point of view. Um, that's not so common in the art world today. You know, a lot of people, when they hear of like another arts platform, they're kind of skeptical. You know, some people have ruined that for the rest of us. <laughs> but um, we're trying to come at this, you know, with everything that we do, with the Substance 100 list that we just mm -hmm. um, released uh, back in April, I believe. Um, you know, there are certain lists that are celebrating power, even to this day. We wanted to celebrate Substance, people that are actually doing something. So with everything that we do, we're trying to see the positive light in, what, in how we're doing it and what kind of change we can bring to the world. And I think um, that's, our, that's our main motivation with collectors and with everything that we do. We want, to, we want to make a change for the positive somehow. So celebrating substance, this is really something I really like. And I would um, also, um, with this, I would say that's the perfect uh, last word. I want to thank you so much that you took the time to talk to me so openly. And um, I hope to see you at some point in the real flash. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much Thank for having us. Thank you so us. much for having us, Daniela. And we do hope to uh, 
see you uh, very soon, as soon as uh, things get a little bit better, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.